0: to do this? <laughs> yeah, let's
1: do it. Yeah,
0: let's do it. Let's do it. All right, Blu-rays, Blu-rays. Yeah, this is the August releases, uh, and um, not not so bad. I know I always say that, but uh, there are a couple titles here I was really excited to see come to Blu-ray, and I'll start with one of those from August 7th, uh, and that was the day after, which finally got issued on Blu-ray. Uh, before it was just a bare bones MGM release with yeah. a 4 by 3 television uh ver- the television cut now we get both uh, it's a two disc set with both the 122 minute TV cut and the 127 minute theatrical cut which is actually in widescreen and we have an audio commentary by Lee Gambin and Tristan Jones we have a, but there's uh on camera interviews with Joe Beth Williams and a really good one if anybody out there picks this disc up I want to tell them to make sure to watch the interview with director Nicholas Meyer really Mm -hmm. really good about a half hour and he goes into all the nuts and bolts of the production and goes on to elaborate as to why he thinks that uh, the current climate that we live in is more dangerous now in terms of uh, our uh, being hit by something like this than it was when he made the film and that's it's really gives you a lot to think about, uh, yeah. some of the things that he brings up in this interview. So it's a really good thing. Um, I took a look at the TV cut just to compare it. I think it actually, they, they've done more remastering on the TV cut than they have the, uh, the theatrical cut, but, but both look pretty good. And um, so anyway, the day after, it's the, uh, you know, for a long time, the uh, biggest, the uh, highest rated television film of all time at one point, and It's, um, you know, it's worth seeing. It's about what, for anybody who hasn't seen it, it's about um, what would happen should a nuclear bomb be dropped on small-town USA and the after effects. And, uh, well, maybe not small-town USA. Actually, it's dropped on a big city in this case. But, anyway, Kansas City. Mm -hmm. But, anyway, we'll move on. I know you've seen this in a theater recently dean and maybe you can tell us a little bit about it because i didn't get a review copy of it the changeling has been issued in a with a brand new transfer and they've re, redone this
1: mm-hmm. with a
0: restoration it's it's a great horror film i have seen it before
1: it's one of the best
0: I, I haven't seen the restoration
1: oh it's it's pretty pristine uh okay great you know i mean they're, they're not going to screw it up and uh it sounds great. Great score uh, mm-hmm. to it, and um, just a really, really terrific movie. One of the best horror movies out there.
0: It is. It's it's good. Yeah, for anybody who hasn't seen it, it is Peter Medak worth, s- is the director. Yes, worth seeking out for sure. And um, I'm not sure if this one is worth seeking out, but I'll mention it: Mac and Me from 1988. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Although it does have its Defenders. There's a cult following, which there are for a lot of films like that. But, yeah. Anyway, it's a Shout Factory release. And uh, and I meant, uh, failed to mention that uh, The Day After is a keynote release, by the way. And um, another keynote release would be Cradle Will Rock from 1999. With, uh, this is directed, of course, um, by Tim Robbins. Uh, they spent four million dollars making this film and i think it grossed four mm. uh, i mean uh like uh no 25 million i'm sorry and it grossed four it's got uh, a huge so, cast yes it does it's pretty amazing even the director john carpenter turns up in the cast which is mm. uh kind of bizarre <laughs> as a uh, william randolph Hearst.
1: Yeah. but
0: yeah it's 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 quite impressive the cast but uh I'd always heard good things about it, never got around to seeing it, and I felt like it bit off a little bit more than it could chew. To
1: be it's honest, a, it's a it's a difficult movie. It's, it uh, is because Look, it's uh, esoteric subject matter, I guess. Even it's Orson Welles, yes, uh, yes. mounting a stage production and uh, uh, to do with. Um, geez, it's been so long since I've forgot since I've seen it. I've kind of forgotten what it's all about, but uh, it's, it's a heavy, heavily radical, uh, mm-hmm. poli- politically radical uh, stage production. And, yeah, uh,
0: of the play Cradle or Rock. Uh, yeah. That's where the title of the film comes from. But, um, yeah, I mean, this cast is pretty interesting for sure. Hank Azaria, Ruben Blades, Joan Cusack, John Cusack, Kerry was Philip Baker Hall, Cherry Jones... Bill Murray, Vanessa Redgrave, Susan Sarandon, John Turturro, Emily Watson, those are a few. (laughs) Wow. So, um, but yeah, uh, like I said, very, very, and Paul Giamatti, too, and Jack Black, uh, Bob Balaban, forgot about those guys. So, you know, it's good. I just can't say it's great. It's just a little too unfocused for my taste, and it's kind of, it's all over the place. Uh,
1: It it rambles a little bit.
0: It's a little rambling, yes, a little
1: unfocused. Yeah,
0: but um so anyway from 1959 we have Warner Archive Never So Few which uh the Frank Sinatra and Gina Lola Brigida. I have not seen this one and it's uh World War 2 film uh-huh that uh you know he did quite a few of those it's shot in Cinemascope
1: Who's the director? Uh,
0: um the director on this This is uh I'm not seeing it actually I think it's um no, John Sturgis. Sorry, John Sturgis. Oh, uh, he of the Great Escape, so uh, and other things. So, uh, yeah. So that's that's a Warner Archive released. The original Predator has been issued in 4K for anybody who wants to upgrade in anticipation of the the new one that's coming down the pike real soon. And um, Wendy and Lucy from 2008.
1: That fantastic on movie. Yeah, it is Uh, pretty good That's, uh, uh, Kelly Reichardt That's right Uh, man, that's a fantastic movie Michelle Williams in Mm -hmm. the lead And, uh, that is a really devastating movie About, uh, about, you know The poor, the choices the poor have to make Uh, difficult choices they have to make Um, oh, boy it's a tough one. Yeah, and, but it is good. hmm I would have picked his yeah. best picture of that year.
0: Yeah, it's it's powerful stuff. I agree. Um, another one that I was really glad to see is this one, and this one, uh, for years, had suffered from subpar. A subpar DVD release that just looked awful. It looked like a VHS tape slapped onto... VHS transfer slapped onto a disc. Uh And thankfully, they rectified that. And I love this movie, Queen of the Stardust Ballroom with Charles Durning and Maureen Stapleton. I just really adore this. Yes, I adore it. Multiple Emmy Award winner. Uh, Charlotte Ray's in this also, who we just lost. But um, this is a a beautiful movie about... uh, Grief and trying to move on with your life in the face of grief, and about to It has kind of a, a Marty-esque vibe, I would say, mm-hmm. because it's, mm-hmm. uh, it takes place in a New York ballroom. You know, it centers around a New York ballroom, which the movie Marty with Ernest Borgnine uh, has some similarities to that. With you know Marty meeting his love at the the, the dance, and mm-hmm. it, it kind of puts me in mind of that. Except it it deals with people who are you know about 20 years older than the character of Marty. And uh, Charles Durning gets to dance and sing both in this one. He does some nice ballroom dancing. and um, This is one of those movies, though, it is a drama, but they burst out into song, but it doesn't feel obtrusive. Uh, mm-hmm. There's this song that Charles Durning sings in the film where he laments about the, the chances that he didn't take in his life and how he mm-hmm. feels let down by his own uh, failure to to ignite i guess his passions in life and, and follow his heart instead of he became a postman and he feels you know a, a sense of missed opportunities and there's this beautiful <clears throat> song he does in the middle of the movie where he's talking about the chances he says something about never hit the heights i could have never saw the sights i should have and just just great stuff uh but uh if you haven't seen the queen of the stardust ballroom this is a release from uh Kino and scorpion releasing and it's uh you know god bless them as they say for putting it out there because uh it's just a beautiful movie that and you know i know there's not going to be a lot of profit in this one them putting it out there but it looks great and i'm just so glad they did for the the few of us who realize what a treasure this movie is so yeah anyway um
1: and those having those those actors together yes Uh, yes that's great and
0: uh and it's directed by Sam Osteen, by the way who oh. we refer, we reference on the show quite a bit so that's another thing to talk about and turned director uh, yes the editor of Chinatown who, yeah you know and he the, he i think this may have been his directorial debut but um like i said just just a beautiful movie that uh and it has a real twist as the ending is is a real surprise that i didn't see coming the first time i saw it and uh so i uh you know like I said, I don't want to say too much more about it, but it's just really really good stuff and I wanted to to give a shout out. another one is Aquino uh, releases country with Jessica Lang and sam Shepard mm. uh this uh from nineteen eighty four and this was at a time when a lot of movies were being made about the farm the farms being uh, lost to these government uh these government subsidized loans and they were calling in the loans to people who couldn't who they they felt like some of these farms were high-risk, and so they just called in the loans. These people who had these farms that had been refinanced through the government for, were losing their farms that had been in their family for years and generations and generations, and it just kind of dramatizes all of that. That's kind of what started Farm Aid. Yes, yeah. it's the same thing, yes, around that same time. But uh, great performances by Jessica Lange and Sam Shepard, and Wilford Brimley's in it, too, and just, you know, a really, really good movie. Um about that thing uh, that was going on back then and still does to a certain degree. So I just wanted to mention that. And then we'll move on to August 14th. We have The Return of the Living Dead Part 2.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, <yeah>. I, can, <laughs> I can relax on this one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I didn't get around to seeing it, actually, to be honest. But I have not got, heard good things. I don't know. Uh I, sh- I am going to investigate before I give it a, a yay or nay. But um, anyway, it is the sequel. Uh, has no connection whatsoever to the original Return of the Living Dead, except for the fact that James Karen returns. Although his character was killed in the first film, I'm mm-hmm. sure he. I assume he's playing a different character. But uh, anyway, it's a nice. Uh, for anybody who loves this film, it's a nice. They've done a nice job. Screen Factory. They've recently acquired a licensing agreement with Warner. Warner Brothers and this is one of the Warner titles. Uh, it was originally a Lorimar production and Warner's owns Lorimar now so uh, that's how they came about getting this out there. And, uh, and so, uh, A thing that's worth mentioning about this film is that originally the soundtrack for the film had been altered on previous DVD releases. Uh, the original theatrical soundtrack has been restored here and okay. it's, it's a little different for anybody who's a a fan, but, but anyway, I won't talk too much about that. Just want to let people know it's out there. with lo- A lot of new extras, and uh, so anyway. And uh, Screen Factory has also released some of their older titles with new transfers, new 4K transfers in steel boxes, limited edition uh, steel box. They've done *Life Force*, *Army of Darkness*, and *The Howling*. All those have been, um, you know, uh, reissued. And so here's something, another title that I am really, really pleased that they have issued. It's from the Sony On Demand, uh, where they press the discs when you order them. It's that situation we've talked about in the past. It's not Mm -hmm. something you can walk into a store and get, but certainly something that I am glad they put out. Casualties of War has finally made its way to Blu-ray, so I was glad to see that. For any De Palma completists out there... um, you know, there's some good stuff in *Casualties of War*, and, and I think it was unjustly. Uh, I'm not going to say it's perfect, but it's uh, it has its moments, and some of them are indeed powerful. And uh, it's just one of those movies that's had shabby treatment on home video and really unjustly forgotten when it came out. I think so. Anyway, but *Casualties of War* now available, and uh, another Screen Factory release is *The Unborn* with Brooke Adams from 1991. Mm-hmm. This is kind of a retread on Rosemary's
1: Baby territory.
0: James Karen again. <laughs> yeah, he was big in, in horror
1: movie. movies after uh, after Poltergeist.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah. But it's a young wife, Brooke Adams, suspecting that a mysterious doctor has inseminated her with mutated sperm in, in an attempt to create a superhuman fema- fetus. And it has Kathy Griffin in it, Lisa Kudrow. It's worth mentioning because of those its early appearances by them. But 1991, and uh, just wanted to mention that. And Tideland, the Terry Gilliam film, has been released by Arrow Video
1: in a new special edition. Much maligned, Terry Gilliam. Yeah, much
0: maligned. Yes, it was.
1: So much so that I stayed away from it. Is it worth seeing?
0: It's not the worst thing I've ever seen, but it's not one of his brighter spots on his resume, I will say that. Okay. Uh, so we'll move on to this next title is from um, Kit Parker Films, which is a fairly up, new upstart company. And I, I'm not sure how I deal with print, saying the title here. And you, uh, anybody who knows this film knows what I'm talking about. It's the Fred Williamson film that's uh, listed as The Boss, but that wasn't the original title. Um, oh right. Was, <laughs> and I, I, I just won't go into that. <laughs> the
1: original title was was. Uh, would be controversial. Controversial now, <laughs> I guess. Yes. Uh, yes, it
0: would, and it starts with an N.
1: But,
0: uh, <laughs> yeah. And it's directed by Jack Arnold, uh, who did The Creature from the Black Lagoon and The Incredible Shrinking Man, which is kind of shocking when you think about that.
1: It has Derville Martin in it too. Or? It does. Uh, yes, yeah. it's a revenge no, thriller.
0: It is yeah. a revenge thriller, but uh, you know, I, I would say, I would venture, out, I guess, to say that. Um, that Django Unchained owes a little bit of a debt of gratitude I, to this I Mitch would film. agree with that, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, if the truth were told. So, anyway, um, but moving along, Home from the Hill has been issued by Warner Archive. That's a Robert Mitchum film. Uh, where That's is a TV movie, isn't it? Uh, what's that? Isn't that a
1: TV movie?
0: No, 1960, uh, filmed okay. in CinemaScope and directed by Vincent Minnelli. Oh, okay. And All right. uh, two and a half hours, actually, and quite good. Um, uh uh-huh. In CinemaScope and Metro Color, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, it, it's it's based on a novel by William Humphrey, and you know, it has a good cast: Robert Mitchum, Eleanor Parker, George, Pappard, George Hamilton, Everett Sloan. Your cast, and mm. it's basically Robert Mitchum has an illegitimate son. George Papard is the illegitimate son, and George Hamilton is his legitimate son, and the, he's trying to reconcile his, the place for his two sons in his life while they deal with their own uh, issues growing up and coming of age. And um, anyway, it's it's well worth seeking out. It's it's and it features uh, you know the usually dependable performance from Robert Mitchum he always has that uh, devil may care attitude that he brings to the plate and
1: this is <laughs> you know what i watched on prime the other night i watched uh, um farewell my lovely yeah from good stuff 75 uh, mm-hmm. wow that's a really really good movie you know it's hard to make uh, those uh noir movies uh you know color mm-hmm. noir movies uh it's it's set in the forties uh luckily but uh um wow what a what a great movie uh so uh so fascinating so it's basically a remake of uh the big sleep with uh and it's got uh it's got some some of your friends in it it's got uh uh jack o'Halloran yeah he recommended
0: yeah. it to me actually i had always uh, it'd been a blind spot until he mentioned it and he's like oh you gotta see it so yeah, yes. and,
1: uh, and uh really great uh, Charlotte Rampling
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: is in it, too, and she looks beautiful. And uh, 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 Sylvia Miles was nominated for a Supporting Actress Oscar. Yeah, for he it. told me she he She only probably... had three scenes. Wow, yeah, that's right. dead in about one me. of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, he
0: told me he probably would have gotten... Uh, nominated for an Oscar if he'd play, for the supporting actor, but he wasn't playing the game because they wanted him to go on Carson, and Carson was going to ask him about his dad's mob connections, and he just didn't want to go into that, and so mm. he wouldn't go on Carson, and he said that probably cost him an Oscar nomination because he wouldn't play the game. Mm. Uh, but yeah. you know, shameful, but that uh, he didn't get it. But yeah, yeah, it's, you're right. That's 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 one to, to mention. And Burton Gilliam. Uh, <laughs> oh, we love Burton Gilliam, yes. He's
1: great. He's great.
0: The, the the old Sheik of Araby. <laughs>
1: yeah. Sheik of Araby. <laughs>
0: uh, we're a throwback to Paper Moon. He's in that, and there's a funny line about the Sheik of Araby. But... Anyway, uh, so the, there's a Criterion release, The Ballad of Gregor- Gregorio Cortez from 1982.
1: That's a really good movie, too. Yeah. Very good then movie. I l-
0: long time for me. Uh, I haven't gotten to revisit, but it's Tom Bauer, James Gammon, uh, Edward James Olmos, Bruce McGill, and the great character actor Brian James, and directed and written by Robert M. Young, who would go on to do other things like Dominic and Eugene, which I love. One and Trick Pony. One Trick Pony, another good one, yes. Paul Simon.
1: So, He's yes. a really good director. Uh,
0: yeah, he is. A very underrated. Underappreciated,
1: and... Uh, you know, this is uh, Edward James almost in the lead. Mm-hmm. We should yes, make make clear. That's true. Uh, so lots of Spanish language mm-hmm. stuff in it. So
0: nice new extras and all that stuff. So anyway, Criterion release Ballad of Gregorio Cortez, and here's a Kino, a Code Red release that mm, this is one of those films that probably gives you that film uh, feeling of comfort, Dean. I would assume the Great Smoky Roadblock.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have actually never seen that, but I would wow, like to check a, it out.
0: Henry Fonda as a truck driver, a 60-year-old truck driver who gets his rig repossessed by the finance company and right. decides to make that last perfect cross-country run. And this has great supporting work from, listen to this cast, Eileen Brennan, Austin Pendleton, Robert England, Dub, T- Dub Taylor, and John Biner. How about that? Wow.
1: Wow, that's that sounds good.
0: Yeah, so, uh, you know, this is I'm glad they put it out there. This this was originally issued in theaters in the United States at 86 minutes, but there was a longer print of it, and thankfully Code Red has put that out. It's, this is the 105-minute print, the uh, correct uh, version of it. So if you want to see Henry Fonda as a truck driver, well, there's a chance. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sounds good we'll to move... me.
0: Yeah, me too. And we'll move on to 1967's Smashing Time from Kino Lorber. And this is one oh, I've never
1: seen. This is the uh, '60s movie with the two yes. girls
0: in it. Lynn Redgrave, Michael York, and Rita Tushingham.
1: Rita Tushingham, Anna.
0: yeah. Yeah, and this is directed by Desmond Davis. And um, you know, I, I haven't, I didn't, didn't get a review copy of this one. I haven't gotten a chance to see it, but uh, generally well regarded, I think. It has kind of a cult following, yeah. I think it does, yeah. So the 1978 title, Laser Blast, has been by
1: Full Moon Moon Features. Guilty pleasure.
0: Yes, on their VHS Retro Big Box Collection series. Yeah. And uh, this has uh, Eddie Deason, our good friend Eddie Deason. This was actually the first film that Eddie Deason was in that was actually released, although it was the third film that he shot. The first of his film's appearances to be released.
1: Yeah, he's kind of a... Uh, in a kind of a villainous role, although yes. still comedic, but uh, exactly. he's sort of one of the uh, bad guys, like little uh, friend, you know, that uh, tortures our hero and uh, gets his comeuppance for it. And, uh, and you get to see the great scene of uh, the lead actor, like driving down the road and coming coming across a Star Wars billboard which he shoots with the laser gun and blows it no, up. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And don't so. forget, it
0: has Godfather actor Gianni Russo and also Cheryl Smith. So.
1: And really good stop-motion effects from uh, Dave, Dave Allen. Dave Allen?
0: The, yes. Yeah. The late, great Dave Allen. He was so good. Yeah. Um.
1: So many good things that he did there. And uh, yeah. I always
0: remember his creations for Flesh Gordon is the one that stands yeah, out with him. Yeah, Flesh
1: Gordon. His uh, P- Pinosaurus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, here he does the, the aliens that come down to Earth, earth <laughs> right. and, and yeah. the spaceship and everything. Yeah. Uh,
0: the Lonely Guy from 1984, the Steve Martin film.
1: That's written by the, the recently Bruce passed... J. Bruce J. Creepin? Neil Freeman, Simon. Oh, oh, Neil Simon.
0: Neil Simon, Simon. Oh, wrote yes, the that's screenplay.
1: Correct. That's the book correct. book was yes. written by... Bruce uh, J. Creepin. That is yeah. right. Yes. Yeah.
0: I forgot about that but yes and uh, yeah what can we say we'll stop for a minute and and acknowledge the passing of Neil Simon what can we say about him what a great
1: great talent yeah really great talent what would be your favorite Neil Simon things I mean
0: that's a that's a tough one for Uh, for me
1: for me they're all like kind of variations of his greatest work mm -hmm. the odd couple I think I think that's kind of his defining uh work and uh some of my favorite uh favorites are, are uh I like the Goodbye Girl which has similar similarities to uh Odd Couple and of course the Sunshine Boys. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh both of those were great. Do love
0: those. Um I just love the Odd Couple, like you said, I, I think that's that's hysterical. Okay. Uh, and the I, I love the out of towners. I'm a big fan of that. Um, mm-hmm. Just always responded to that. I, it just it's so frantic, and it, I know it's not for everybody, but I just it appeals to me. I just my I've shown it to my kids over the years, and they just they just enjoyed it so much, and we still talk about that one. Uh, especially the scene in the park where he breaks his tooth out with the cracker jack, and he yeah. hasn't eaten for 24 hours. That's just, and he's
1: whistling for the rest of the
0: movie through his yeah.
1: missing tooth. Yeah,
0: it's just a uh, jack lemon we're talking about. But yeah, just great. So,
1: and uh, 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 on Prime, uh, apparently, I I assume they're putting some of these on mm-hmm. Prime. But uh, uh, Lost in Yonkers is on there, and uh, I was just taking a yeah. look at that, and uh, that's a good film too. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Martha Coolidge film mm-hmm. uh yeah. with uh Richard Dreyfuss and Mercedes Rule and Irene Worth. Mm-hmm. Uh it's it's good.
0: Yeah, that was her Mercedes Rule in her post Oscar when she was just she had, was fresh off her win from Fisher King and yeah, people. And she didn't quite make the transition to the uh, that didn't didn't really do a whole lot for her. I was hoping cause I, I like her so much, but didn't really translate into a, a a big movie career, although she's still active on stage. I I, I know and everything.
1: I'm sure she does five TV.
0: Oh yeah, that too. So one i will continue on here the uh the Us Festival from 19 the uh the 1982 Us Festival, which was a music festival that was um financed by Steve Wozniak uh, of Apple Fame. Hmm. And this is a documentary about that festival. And uh, the, the fest had Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, the Police, Fleetwood Max, Santana, the B-52s, the Cars, the Ramones, Talking Heads. Um, this is a documentary about that fest and how it came together, and a lot of the musical performances are there. This is an MVD release, but I wanted to mention that to anybody who's an, a fan of 80s music. This is a nice time capsule of that period. So, uh, yeah... And uh, it's the 1972 film, The Gore Gore Girls, with, uh, directed by Herschel Gordon-Lewis. That's another Arrow video title. Mm. And I uh, wanted to mention that, that that's out there. And, and as a bonus, it includes his uh, feature film, the 1971 film, This Stuff Will Kill You. as a mm. bonus. So you get really two movies for the price of one, and there's a uh, small, you know, nice... Um, Remastering of the movie if you're a fan of it, and uh, some extra featurettes, including one uh, with Joe Swanberg talking about Lewis' legacy as a pioneer of regional indie filmmaking. Mm. So, you know, nice, uh, nice essay booklet. So if you're uh, if you're a Herschel Gordon Lewis fan, well, and there are many, uh, this this is out there. Uh, and the Cat of Nine Tails is another Arrow Video release, the Dario Argento film. Nice brand new 4K restoration with new uh, newly translated english subtitles and uh actually new interviews with Dario Argento uh, mm. on there so okay. if you're uh, it's one of his better early films i think and um so we have all that and then there have you seen the Grace Jones documentary uh yet that's out i didn't i haven't checked it. that out yet i haven't either but i hear it's really good i hear kino has issued that bloodlight and bammy which uh I uh, hear it's is really, really done, really well done. Uh, What's up, Tom? Bl- Bloodlight and BAMI, B-A-M-I. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, a couple more Kino releases, Born Yesterday, and I'm not talking about the original, I'm talking about the remake with Melanie Griffith and John Goodman and Don Johnson. <laughs> oh,
1: my gosh.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's been issued by Kino as well. And The Inkwell from 1994, which this is a curio because this was the second film from uh, Matty Rich, who made Big Splash with Straight out of Brooklyn and never directed another feature film.
1: Yeah, that that is interesting. I'd like to check that out.
0: Yeah. It's kind of a variation on Summer of 42, except it's uh, Summer of 76 instead. And it has, uh, you know, a lot of period music from BT Express, Gladys Knight, and... All that stuff, and you know, it's young guy, older woman kind of thing. Like I said, coming of age, summer of '76. I like the period, so you know, there you go. But it's uh, it makes you wonder what happened to that guy. You know, he just never uh, he came out such a big, big talent, made such a splash at 19. He made his first film, and then yeah. this followed up quickly with this, and then nothing.
1: So that, that- are there extras on the on the disc? Yeah, maybe, there's an audio maybe. commentary okay. with
0: Matty Rich. Oh, okay. Uh, so, you know. So he's still
1: you know.
0: around. He's still around, oh, yes, he okay. is. But, right. anyway, just wanted to mention that. And uh, 1981's film Zoot Suit has been issued by Universal.
1: That's an interesting movie. Another Edward James Olmos movie.
0: It is, I was going to say that. And Tyne Daly and Charles Aidman and Ro- Rose Portillo and Daniel Valdez. And directed by Louis. Valdez who yeah. made quite quite a few really well made movies over the years.
1: Uh mm-hmm. is, this, is this about the Zoot Suit riots or is, is that uh is does that figure into it, which was yeah. figured into LA confidential a yeah, little bit.
0: The case members of the Mexican American gang led by Henry Reyna as they're tried and sentenced to San Quentin for a murder they may, they may not have committed, okay. is essentially what it is. But um Yeah. Okay. So, so those are a few things that are uh, that, that were on that. That was on August the August the fourteenth. So we're moving along, trucking right along to the twenty-first, August twenty-first, and what we have there is all of the Jack Ryan films have been issued in a five-film box set. Mm. So I'll mention that because uh, these are all 4K. Uh, Releases—that's what makes them so uh, worth mentioning. There, and then there's a uh, Kino, and that uh, the the Jack Ryan films are Paramount, by the way. Uh, the, key, uh, the Kino Lorber has issued Deep Rising in a 20th anniversary edition, and this has Famke Janssen and Treat Williams. Sci- sci-fi horror.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, First Reformed has been issued. This is a newer title, and we're we're typically talking studio title, a uh, cl- uh, classic titles catalog titles, rather, mm. but I want to mention First Reformed with Ethan Hawke because it came and went so fast, and it's the uh, the great return of Paul Schrader as a filmmaking voice and one of my favorite films of this entire year, as far as uh, theatrical releases that I've seen. And,
1: and one it, of the great performances of the year. Yes,
0: awesome. absolutely. Let's yeah. just hope it doesn't get forgotten when the awards time comes. It won't, when, I, when it comes time for me to vote, it's not going to be forgotten, but that's... Yeah. Uh, But that's another story. I don't know how much pull I have, but (laughs) (laughs) I'll do my best. (laughs) Mm, Anyway, Wild at Heart was supposed to come out uh, back in May as a Shout Select uh, special edition with uh, new extras and all that stuff, and I think almost nearly an hour of outtakes. Yeah. David Lynch film, and they had to recall it. They had the manufacturing error, but they have reissued it, it's finally out there now, so Wild at Heart has been issued by Shout
1: as part of their Shout didn't, Select. Didn't another David Lynch movie have a have a manufacturing area in it too? Uh mm. uh recently that they had to recall? Maybe. Or maybe I'm not, uh, not maybe sure. it's this one. It could be that
0: one, yeah. It could be I, because I think I mentioned it earlier, but yeah. So Giallo in Venice is a release from Scorpion releasing from nineteen seventy nine. Uh, it's a Sex, drugs, gore, and perversions are the ingredients of this sadistic and sleazy Giallo film. It's one of those Italian Giallo films when mm-hmm. a, a detective is on the trail of a killer who commits a double murder. And it, uh, You know, if you're a Giallo fan, well, I guess that's
1: that's, that's There are some people out there, that's all they watch. That's true, just like, that's true. Just like, uh, just like anime fans. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah.
0: Then we have Heaven Can Wait from 1943. We're talking about the... Ernst Lubitsch film. Yeah. yeah. And this is um, you know, Gene Tierney, Don Amici, Charles Coburn,
1: Marjorie Main. It's and not can, the same story as no, the nineteen seventy eight uh Warren Beatty movie, which no. was a remake of uh Here Comes Mr Jordan. Yes. Completely different movie.
0: Absolutely different. Same title, different film, but but it's uh, nevertheless
1: considered a classic and a nice
0: transfer, a new transfer
1: there. Can't go wrong with Ernst Lubitsch.
0: Nope. Nope. You know, I remember when he died, they, they said that, uh, well, I don't remember it, I wasn't alive, but Billy Wilder, They. the story goes that when he died, Billy Wilder said, you know what the worst part of Lubitsch dying is? He said, no more Lubitsch movies. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> what quote. I
1: said about uh, Kubrick. <laughs> you know, yeah. Kubrick's passing. You know. That's a, True. It's the bad thing about any of anybody passing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, anything. great filmmaker.
0: And so, a pair of uh, a pair of William Castle films have been issued by Scream Factory with new transfers and lots of nice extras here. A lot of them new to video.
1: Mm.
0: We have Straight Jacket from
1: 1964.
0: Mm. Is one of them. Good and one,
1: Joan Crawford.
0: Yes, it even has the actual Joan Crawford costume and makeup test, and and just some new and axe swinging screen tests with Joan Crawford swinging the axe, and has still gallery and new audio commentaries and. Uh, yeah, and give me the axe. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> exactly. But. Uh, yeah. If you're a Joan Crawford fan and and a William Castle fan, well, there you go. And the tingler.
1: The Tingler.
0: Vincent Price. Where this yeah. is going? The film that famously had them wiring up the seats.
1: Yeah. The theater seats. With shock. Yeah. Uh, mild electric shock uh, charges uh, when the yep. Tingler appears.
0: And then the yeah. last
1: part of the movie, the the screen goes black and you hear Vincent Price's voice come on the come on the soundtrack, warning you that the Tingler is loose in the theater. Yes. The tingler is loose in the
0: theater, scream, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> run for your life. <laughs> Screaming,
1: apparently, yeah. uh, uh, is yeah. uh, anesthetical to the tingler's effects. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Yeah, and then suddenly he goes, we now return to the film. <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyway, so yeah, it's a it's a fun movie actually, and there's one scene in it that's actually in Technicolor.
1: Yeah, which is kind of neat. Yeah, it is. It is.
0: It's it's fun. I think
1: it's it's
0: you could do a lot worse than the Tinkler. Yeah. So
1: I like a lot uh, of those William Castle movies.
0: Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I do too. And then we have uh, a couple of the Twilight Time releases, and we'll mention those. We have,
1: there's four titles this month,
0: The Hot Rock is among them, directed by Peter Yates. Ah, a lot of
1: people have been waiting for that one.
0: Yes, they have. I think. And it's a great heist film. Yeah. Of the early 70s, shot in beautiful Panavision, and featuring a score by Quincy Jones, and of course, Robert Redford's in the cast, and along with Ron Liebman, and George Siegel and Moses Gunn, and William Redfield and Zero Mostel, and... And a screen screenplay by William Goldman, and, you know, what's not to like? Yep. So, and a new audio commentary, by the way, from featuring Julie Kergo and Nick Redman, who run the Twilight Time Company. Right. They know their stuff. Yeah. So, if you're a fan. And here's another Twilight Time release. Doesn't seem like this one should be 26 years old, but it is. Rapid Fire with Brandon Lee. This was the film that introduced Bruce Lee's son, Brandon Lee, as a, was supposed to be the launching of his career as an actor. And, of course, it was cut short the next year when he died on the set of The Crow. Yeah. When he was shot by the blank. You know, he thought a blank was in the gun, but it was was not a blank. And he was killed by a real bullet in an accident. And we all know that story. And this is, uh, Powers Booth is the villain in this one. Oh, so with it might be worth seeing. Um, you know, well, he's actually a police lieutenant. Sorry, P- Powers Booth is in this one, but you know, it might be worth seeing if you're a Powers Booth fan, which I am. I yes, guess, but he he uh, it lifts anything up from uh, his his talents. Definitely yeah. li- can can take the most mundane thing and, and give it a little extra something. So, so what about John Cassavetes' 1980 film? Gloria, which has been issued by Twilight
1: Time. What do we want to say about that? I, uh, you know, I never cared for it personally. Though I like General General Rollins. Yeah. But uh, I've, I, I've always felt it was one of his weaker efforts. I think it's,
0: it was his attempt, obviously, at a mainstream film, a more yeah. mainstream film. It's way too long. That's my big criticism. Uh, there's yeah. no reason why this film needs to be two hours. It's it needed to be trimmed yeah. judiciously and was not. It does have some great things to recommend it, though. I will say that um, it's a terrific. There's a terrific Bill Conti score, maybe one of Bill Conti's best. I, I would say. I'll mm-hmm. even go to the, I'll go th- go there and say that that may be one of his best scores ever.
1: Yeah, and, Conti was uh, really... doing great work in this time period. You know. Yes. Really, good really great work.
0: Yes, I'm a big, big fan of that, and I think the cinematography is terrific as well, Uh, especially those helicopter shots of New York at night during the Uh opening of the film. are it's breathtaking, Uh and they just swoop, swoop down and through the city, and just um, so beautiful photography, and it captures a nice, it's a nice portrait of New York City at a at a time that doesn't exist anymore, obviously. And yeah. for many reasons, and so it's a time capsule and a am aspect.
1: For that for that same reason, I'm still waiting on Night of the Juggler to come out. The, oh, uh, yeah,
0: me too, me too. I would me love too. to see that. And I don't know why what the deal is and why that's being held Probably up.
1: Probably music rights thing. You issue. could be right.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, as a film, Gloria doesn't quite hold together, although her performance is good. She's doing the best that she can with it. Yeah. The kid, but the kid... In the movie, he speaks. I have a problem with his he, dialogue. He, he, he uses words that a kid would not be using. Is a problem that I have. He yeah,
1: I, I don't think the the kid performance is very effective. Right. Um, and um, yeah, it could could be in the dialogue. Could be they were asking him to say, do dialogue that he wasn't ready for or something. Yeah. But, uh yeah, I think that's where kind of where it falls down.
0: Yeah, this is true. So, anyway, um, but the the final Twilight like Time release is The Virgin Sol- Soldiers from 1969. And this is one I have to admit I wasn't familiar with. It is Lynn Redgrave and Nigel Davenport and Nigel Patrick, and it's directed by John Dexter, and it's a a service comedy, I guess you would say. Okay. But um, you know. Uh, I will eventually get around to seeing it. I haven't yet, but uh, for anybody who is a fan, there you go. And Susan Seidelman's film debut, Smithereens, from 1982.
1: That's got originally, a big cult following.
0: Yeah, originally shot on gritty 16mm
1: film yeah. stock.
0: It's been nicely restored, and they didn't take all the grain out either, so it has kind of a film filmic look. And There's audio commentary with Susan Seidelman and... Uh, couple of her early films, two early shorts are mm-hmm. on, on here as bonuses, and there's nice essay booklet, so uh, another film that captures New York City at an interesting time, early 80s again, the grit and the glam of downtown in the 80s, mm-hmm. so these are great snapshots of, of the long-gone New York City as we as folks used to know it and then there's Memories of Under Development which is a landmark yeah Cuban cinema yeah Yeah. it's supposedly a landmark in Cuban cinema another one I didn't get around to seeing but uh, well renowned and has new 4K digital restoration new interviews with the novelist and screenwriter as a 2008 feature length documentary on the director of the film and a segment from an 89 audio interview with the director and uh, new interviews with some of the actors. So, uh, a lot who's of, the director uh, again? Director of the film was Thomas uh, Gutierrez Alia. I'm not sure I'm okay. pronouncing that correct, but anyway, yeah. So, so there's that. And then there's uh, another Scream Factory release, Brain Scan from 1994 I think maybe the final film directed by John Flynn who also did Rolling Thunder oh wow and this has Frank Langella Edward Furlong Amy Hargraves and T. Ryder Smith and featuring music by George S. Clinton not the George Clinton the soul who we've (laughs)
1: interviewed on the show
0: right yeah but it's um, kind of a a mishmash horror movie uh, that has to deal with a interactive video game where the the new high-tech wizardry penetrates this kid's subconscious and his darkest impulses lead him through a maze of murder and deception and desire and that sort of thing so okay has a cult following as a lot of these horror films do so but there you go uh, brain scan and the last hunt is another Warner Archive release this is Robert Taylor Stuart Granger and Lloyd Nolan Deborah Paget and Russ Tamblin. And this is written and directed by Somebody that you and I have talked about A lot recently That would be Richard Brooks
1: Oh yeah Because I watched uh, Looking for Mr. Goodbar recently and I Yes thought, I thought it was I thought, thought it would be a good entry Into my uh, list of movies That, that are really uh, Non-horror movies But are really horrific uh, But I find it really terrifying Yeah uh, Looking for Mister Goodbar, and of course one of the mo- one of the most shocking endings ever. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely, yeah. And Stephen King famously said his
1: wife tossed her cookies when they saw it in the theater when it came out. So. Yeah, I think it. I think it's uh, it's an ending that, that scares every female to death. You know. Cause, yeah. Because uh, it, is, it is absolutely
0: mm-hmm. horrifying.
1: Yeah. Tis true. It's very true. But I have not
0: seen the last hunt. I can't wait to get to it. But it's a western. But oh, uh, oh another another Richard Brooks you've seen recently is the happy ending. We talked about that. The a happy couple ending, weeks ago, yes. But, yeah.
1: Which also also is kind of ter horrifying in yes. its own way. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to alert people that um that
0: that the last hunt is available. Like I said it is a western And it has vintage TV promotional excerpts from the MGM Parade TV series as a bonus. That's kind Mm. of interesting. So, Another film that was never issued on DVD and has gone straight to Blu-ray for the first time is a Warner Archive release. And this is an adaptation of the Norman Mailer classic novel, The Naked and the Dead.
1: Never seen it. Never seen
0: it. Yeah. Aldo Ray, Cliff Robertson, Raymond Massey. Barbara Nichols mm. and directed mm. by Raul Walsh in CinemaScope it is and you know they, they couldn't find a, uh, materials that were good enough to release it on video but they finally did and now it's been issued so okay. Naked and the Dead is available as well and then there's a couple of keynote releases some of these Touchstone films we've talked about uh, The Rich Man's Wife the tie that binds mm. a couple of those have been issued Bikino for anybody that's that's looking for those and, and then we get into the last Tuesday which was the last Tuesday of the month and I'm sorry no uh la- yeah last Tuesday the 28th I'm sorry uh August 28th one of the titles that I was most clamoring for as we were talking about this is another one I got really excited about Tucker the man in his dream
1: wow I'm sure that's going to be beautiful. That's, yes, that's one of my favorite uh, Coppola movies.
0: Yes, me too. My my copy has not arrived yet. It's on the way, and I can't wait to get it because yeah. it is it is a one of the best of his on his resume.
1: His best movie, best late period movie. Yes, know, you know, uh, I think
0: it's it's one of these films that oozes with passion, and yeah. you just you feel when you're watching it. That he just had to make this movie you feel it in every every scene that it is you just feel like that this is something that he had to do. he had to get it out of the system and it and it's a it's a passion project and a one was
1: it co produced by george lucas yes it was they yes. were they're both mm-hmm. uh collectors of the car and yeah uh yeah. i guess Coppola's tucker is is at his uh winery in California, probably so yeah uh, yeah because he has a big museum there mm-hmm. of a lot of his film and film stuff and yeah. personal stuff you know.
0: so yeah but I wanted to let people know that the Tucker the Man and His Dream has been issued on Blu-ray it's been issued in 4K but this is kind of odd you can only get the 4K as a digital download there is no hard disk available for the 4K which really dismays me
1: that is a shame, shame.
0: Because uh, I would love to have the 4K physical copy, and I'm not much of a digital download guy. That's just not my thing. Uh, <laughs> nothing yeah. wrong with it, but I, I like my physical stuff and like having the disc in my hand. So, shame on them for not making that available in a physical format. But I'll take kind of the blue ray Yeah, I know. It's if it, this was originally really issued by Paramount back in the day, because they, you know, theatrically released it. But I think Coppola went through a licensing. He, he licensed out his um, his catalog
1: to uh-huh.
0: I think Lionsgate has them now. Anyway, they're the ones who issued this. They also issued the Apocalypse Now box set. So I think they must control the rights to all of his post Godfather stuff because they also did the Conversation. Yeah. So they're putting out all of his catalog. So he must have some sort of deal with them. But anyway. The Invisible Man complete collection has all the Invisible Man films that's been issued. Claude Rains ones? Yes, all of them, actually, from 33 to 51. And and there's another Universal Classic Monsters box set that has some previously uh, unissued movies from the Universal vaults that there's actually, the first time it's been issued in 3D, Mm. the, um... Revenge of the Creature has never been issued in 3D on home home video, I don't think. But it has uh, both versions of Dracula, the Spanish and the American version. Frankenstein, Mummy, Invisible Man, Werewolf, and Bride of Frankenstein, uh, Mummy's Tomb, Ghost of Frankenstein, Invisible Agent, Son of Dracula, yada, yada, yada. I'll get into all of
1: it. But uh-huh.
0: uh, anyway, it's 149 bucks, and you get 31 movies. so Wow. It looks like it's pretty comprehensive. Yeah. And, um, and then we'll talk about uh, the 1996 film that was a proved to be a major thing because it was the debut for the Wachowskis the Wachowskis siblings they were brothers at the time now they're the Wachowskis siblings because they both had sex changes and Bound is the film I'm talking about from 1996 and it's a I think a really good film noir with Ian uh, yeah. Gershon and Jennifer Tilley and Joe Pantoliano and it's a new uh, Olive Signature release which They've been doing these releases where they do special editions. It's a nice slip case, has theatrical and unrated versions, and audio commentary with the actors and the filmmakers and all that. Uh, several featurettes. And it has the unrated cut of the film as well. Mm. So, anyway, I wanted to mention that Bound has finally been issued in a terrific, terrific uh, edition for anybody who's a fan, and then Vinegar syndrome has issued Dear Dead Delilah from nineteen seventy two. I've heard the title but has Agnes Moorhead and Will Gear in it. How about that? And Dennis Patrick, Michael and Sarah. So that might be worth seeing just for those because yeah. I I'll just about watch anything with Agnes uh, Moorhead, yeah. And Will Gear. <laughs> yeah. Put those those two in a movie, especially together and yeah, you've almost got me signed up right there on the dotted line, so Yeah. Anyway, and then uh, just a couple more things, and then we'll be through all the August releases. We have the horror of Party Beach, which is one of those infamously bad films yeah. from Severin, 1964. I remember seeing it as a kid, and I thought it was okay as a, it's a fun six, 7 bad year movie. old Yeah, I thought I didn't see it for all of its flaws when I was six-seven years old when I originally saw it on our local television station. But as I've gotten older, I can definitely see uh, yeah. the problems with it. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, anyway, uh, and one more Vinegar Syndrome title is Shot from 1973. Wasn't really familiar about th- with this one. I don't know that one. It's a, about a guy tr- who takes down a local drug kingpin, and it's Charles Harpo Adkins, Mark Ammons, and Chuck Russell. Not really familiar with those actors either, but mm. anyway... And Autumn in New York is uh, another one of those releases from... This is an MVD release. This is Richard Gere and Winona Ryder.
1: Richard
0: Gere, yeah.
1: May-December Romance.
0: Yes, yeah, May-December Romance, exactly. And then uh, the documentary RBG is now out. The, one the big hit. one about Vader Ginsburg, yes, is done quite well. So that has been released, finally, and... Um, and we'll just leave it on that note, I guess. Oh, and one more, A Thousand Acres. Oh, two more. One, a Thousand Acres with Michelle Pfeiffer and Jessica Lange. That's a release. And A yeah. Minute to Pray, A Second to Die, another Kino release. And this one is directed by Franco Giraldi and stars Alex Corden, Arthur Kennedy, and Robert Ryan.
1: I was going to say, it has to be Italian. It is. It with, is a t- yes. with a title like that. Yep.
0: So anyway, we'll leave it at that. And that pretty much sums up month of August on Blu ray.
1: Sounds good. Well I've I've seen um I've seen Scotty and the and the uh Secret Life of Hollywood and um I've seen Blaze, the new uh-huh. movie uh by uh another movie by Ethan Hawke as a director this time, so he's having a great year. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I guess I'll talk about some of these this next week. Uh it seems like we're going a little long, but, uh, yeah. And the bookshop, uh, uh, British movie, mm-hmm. uh, uh, with, uh, Emily Mortimer and, uh, and Bill, uh, uh, oh God, uh, Patricia Clarkson and Bill Nighy, uh, hmm that's out, uh, that's out at uh, landmark theaters right now it's it's good it's a it's a small uh very very low key movie about a woman trying to open a bookshop in a small british town in the mm-hmm. late fifties uh it, it's good but uh little low key for me um right isabel couchette uh spanish director um did it. And uh Scotty and the Scotty and the uh Secret Life Secret Hollywood, was Hollywood was very yeah. good. Yeah. Very, very good.
0: I saw it too. Um yeah. I, I thought it was more interesting as a character study about Scotty than yes. it
1: was for the revelations. Yes. I think you got to go to his book uh to get the revelations and everything. It's yeah it's a little bit less about uh the stars and their secret yeah. uh, sexual peccadilloes, and it's more about uh, it's more of a movie about aging, uh, it is. and uh, uh, so it's it's really about uh, about Scotty. Um,
0: it is, yeah. I was genuinely moved when he talked about his daughter's passing at a young age uh, yeah. from a botched uh, abortion. Yeah, and I found myself really moved by that. Uh, surprisingly, yeah. so I didn't see that coming. Yeah. And uh, I like you. I, I I think he's an interesting character. I was a little scared a couple of times. Here's this 91 year old guy climbing up a ladder to clean the leaves off of his roof, and I'm like, yeah. Get down from there! Get get get! <laughs> you know, I'm I'm yeah. panicking watching the movie.
1: And and uh, yeah. uh, he's got a hoarding problem too? So I was gonna uh,
0: get into that. Yes.
1: There's there's that too, and of course he's got a lot of stuff to hoard. You know, he's got a lot of uh, memorabilia and photographs and stuff mm-hmm. uh, and uh yeah it, it was good uh but uh it was uh it was uh I felt the, the downbeat
0: <laughs> yes it is downbeat yeah. and for any of our listeners who aren't familiar with the movie is it's essentially about a guy Scotty Bowers who now 91 years old he used to run a gas station in uh, on Hollywood Boulevard Back in the fifties, and it was a high. It was a gas station that catered to the uh, the sexual appetites of the rich and famous. Wh- whatever those appetites might be, he he basically satisfied them with his client with the with the people that he employed to yeah. take
1: care of that sort He's of thing. basically a hustler. Yes, uh, exactly. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so uh, it does have some dirt in it. You know, it does have some dirt in it, and mm-hmm. uh, and. Uh, yeah. So it's good. Yeah. Uh and feeding the
0: skunks. Let's not forget about him feeding the skunks, in his Oh yeah, feeding skunks. <laughs> he feeds the skunks outside of his door at night, which is kind of a little
1: alarming, I thought, but and there's a what a coyote that shows up at one point. <laughs> yeah. I do have to mention this movie, uh 40 years in the making, The Magic Music uh movie, uh which is about this uh hippie band um made magic music that was big in the Boulder Colorado area okay. uh from 1970 to 76 and mm-hmm. uh, it's about their history and um <clears throat> their importance to that community and um their uh reuniting uh recent reuniting on stage after a long time apart uh mm-hmm. and uh i th- i found this movie very moving and uh um I would recommend that. Might be hard, a little hard to find. Might be easier to find when it comes out on video. Um, also, uh I have seen Blaze uh and uh mm-hmm. I'll just wait until next week since it doesn't come out until late September. Oh, but okay. uh we might have a chance to talk to Ben Dickey, the the uh star in the movie who plays Blaze Foley, the cult That's rock and roll star. So uh okay. Again, that's Ethan Hawke's new movie that he wrote,
0: mm-hmm.
1: co-wrote, directed, and directed.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Right. He's on fire this year.
0: Yeah, he is. A lot of stuff. I did see The Wife, by the way. I'll brief, briefly mention that. Oh, The Wife. It's the one that uh, everybody's saying, Glenn Close may get the Oscar nomination. And I found it to be quite powerful. I yeah. I really did enjoy it. Um, it kind of lives up to what you're hearing. She has a, she does some really uh, good opportunities to... Show off her chops, so to speak, yeah. and it's uh, it is it's there's some good re- it's some very interesting revelations in the movie about halfway that I didn't see coming, and I had not seen the trailers for it, so I was kind of surprised. With a couple She's of in with Jonathan Price Yes, yes, he's yeah. good. Equal, he's equally good, and uh, good stuff. So the yeah. wife, thumbs up for me.
1: <laughs> she might, she might be the front runner for best actress this year. Uh, yeah,
0: she she deserves it. She's 71 now, and I think she's been unjustly overlooked too many times.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. So she'll have some she'll have some competition probably oh, from from Lady yeah. Gaga. <laughs> yes, and quite Maybe. a few others probably that we don't know about yet. Yeah.